Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. We welcome in now Alex Gold. You can find him on Twitter. He's at Alex Gold. He hosts Cody and Gold. 10 to 2 on 610 Sports out in Kansas City. Also the host of the Sunday Spread right here on the BetQL app as well. Alex, I am uh, I'm doing something I hate to do, man. I'm fading the Chiefs tonight. Six straight dubs. They don't give up too many points. And uh, it's Justin Herbert in primetime. I'm a big Herbert guy. I'm going to back him plus three tonight. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the story tonight is offense for me. The story tonight, guys, is, is offense for Kansas City. They've been carried by this defense, shockingly enough, for the last six weeks or so as they've been covering Outside of those Raiders games, the two Raiders games last week and, of course, Sunday Night Football a couple weeks ago, this offense has still not blown up the way everybody thought they were going to blow up after that Sunday Night Football game. The team was talking about having their swagger back, but Patrick Mahomes has only thrown you know, seven, seven, seven touchdown passes against the Raiders in the two games. He's had nine in the other six games combined. So I think if you're looking at Kansas City, the question tonight is, can their offense step up when their defense tonight is going to be undermanned for the first time during this six-game stretch where they've been winning games? Well, Alex, and what do you think about this offense? Can they? Because the total is 54. It opened at 50 and a half, and it's already moved like three full points in this day before the game. It's one of the most most bet uh, plays right now at BetMGM. 93% of bets are on the over 54 points. You see 54 points being scored tonight by both teams, combined, of course. Because that'd be sure. I mean, look, the, if they did, sure, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, the, the Chiefs' defense had been averaging, giving up as we know under 17 points. They had not given up uh, more than 10 points in, in four of the last five games. But when you don't have Chris Jones on the interior of that defensive front, when you don't have your your most athletic linebacker and Willie Gay Jr., and then now you're at your top corner and Legereus Sneed as well. I think Justin Herbert, much like in the earlier meeting, the Chargers are going to be able to move the ball against this Chiefs' defense. I think it'd be pretty foolish to think that as good as this defense has played in Kansas City, that they can keep that up against Justin Herbert. And then on the flip side, Patrick Mahomes in big-time games, in primetime games, usually steps up when, when it seems like, hey, this is his game where he has to be the guy for this football team. When he knows that he can't rely on his defense, there was an adjustment that he had to make early in the season to find out that, yeah, actually, I can rely on this defense. I think it goes back in the opposite direction tonight. So, no, I, I think 54, though, it starts to get to a point where you almost just have to stay away from it. I loved it when it opened at 50. 54, yeah. you start to get in a little bit of a, a tricky scenario, though. Now, uh, Alex, one of my – I'm not huge in, the, in, like, any time or the first-time touchdown prop, but I took my guy, Derek Gore, first-time <laughs> touchdown, oh. plus 4,000. <laughs> Trista and Derek Gore's mother are the only two people who played that I prop. I love this, though. Give me your breakdown in terms of how he's ended up surpassing CEH in terms of carries outside the fact that he's just averaging more yards per carry than, than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, so as you guys know, Clyde missed a couple games first off due to some injuries. After that, that, he got hurt in that Buffalo Bills game on Sunday Night Football earlier, and then he was out until the bye week, came back against the Cowboys, and he's been playing ever since. And you know, Derek Gore got in a lot last week just in terms of a little bit of garbage time. They built that lead up overall. Uh, it, would, it would be a, a pretty much a stunner, though, I'll be honest, if, if it's Derek Gore getting into the end zone tonight or certainly on the first touchdown based off of their reliance on not even it's not even Clyde at the problem. It's Daryl Williams is the problem for right. you, I think. It's not it's not much Clyde. It's it's Daryl Williams. This this offense really trusts Daryl Williams, especially as a pass catcher, more so in the ground game. I still think Clyde is the the better running back, but overall as a pass catcher, they prefer Daryl Williams. Like Derek Gore, I mean that's look at plus four thousand. It's hard to say you can sprinkle something on that. I can't hate it too much. I just 
I, there's plus 4,000 for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. We're, uh, we're talking right now on BetMGM tonight with Alex Gold. You can find him on Twitter at Alex Gold. Alex, so I uh, had to do one of those sports me videos, and I said, like, I've been going back and forth in the AFC. You know, to start the season, I really did believe in the Bills, but, I mean, they can't run the football. They don't even want to run the football. Actually, I think they could run the football. Like, if you look what they did in the second half with Devin Singletary, but I just can't buy into them. I think the Bengals are still a couple years away. We'll see what the Chargers are tonight. Obviously, a huge game for them, but... I think the Chiefs should be the favorites in the AFC. Who scares you the most right now in the AFC? I mean, like, the only thing, like, with you guys, I just wish there was a number two option with Tyreek. I, like, I love Travis Kelsey, but I just wish there was a number two wide receiver for you because defensively everything's looked great the last six games. I mean, and you hit it, on, uh, you know, right there with the, the third option. Like, who was that third option? That was the mystery all training camp here in Kansas City. That's been the mystery for much of the season, and at one point, Maybe that was going to be McCole Hardman. Oh, that certainly hasn't been the case. He's been a massive disappointment here in Kansas City. And I bought so, into the Josh I, Gordon hype. I was, I was, I did it. Yeah. I did it. Hey, I, gave you a touchdown last week. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I had already dropped off my fantasy team by that point. Oh. My goodness. Yeah, they were they were just finding any way to get Josh Gordon the football. You could have caught that touchdown pass he had last sure week could. against the <laughs> against the Raiders there. But to answer your question about just this team in the pecking order, kind of the AFC. I mean, look, if Kansas if Kansas City wins tonight, shorthanded on the road, short week all the stuff that goes into that against the Chargers team, then I don't know how you can't think they're not the best team in the AFC. I know the Patriots get the Colts on Saturday night, and everybody loves what they're seeing from New England right now. I actually would prefer playing New England if I'm the Chiefs in the playoffs in an AFC title game than Buffalo. Yep. People jumping off the, the Buffalo Bills bandwagon a little bit, but I still look at Josh Allen the last couple of weeks. I still believe if you're looking at rookie quarterbacks on the other end, and how the Patriots have been winning. Is that going to hold up for multiple games in the playoffs? I'm still very skeptical about that. And so I actually think the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs are still the two best teams in the AFC. Now, okay, so let's go through the nightmare scenario, which is that the Chiefs lose this game to the Chargers, and now you're not the king uh, of the division. So what's the path forward, I guess, and and what do you think the upside is uh, with all the matchups in the playoffs coming up? Right. No, I mean, mean, if Kansas City loses tonight, it's to control your own destiny for the L.A. Chargers. And then I think we actually end up with probably a three versus six matchup, perhaps in the playoffs where Kansas City goes back out to L.A. here in a couple of weeks. And it's Patrick Mahomes having to go on the road for the first time in the playoffs. He has not played a road playoff game. That's a new adventure for him. And so I think that's an interesting week, you know, opening wildcard round matchup that potentially we could have. I think really the the only team that Kansas City still fears in the playoffs would be, again, the, the Buffalo Bills. And then I guess you would have to say at that point that the Chargers, if they beat you twice in the regular season, it would be hard to, to discount what the Chargers and Justin Herbert would be able to do. It would be three straight wins for the Chargers against Mahomes. Now, last year it was week 17 when Chad Henney was playing for Kansas City, but it still would be three straight wins for, for Justin Herbert against Kansas City heading into the postseason. So at that point, you would have to look at the Chargers, the Bills, and the Patriots are the, the two most dangerous teams for Kansas City. I don't think anybody here in KC takes the Ravens seriously, despite what happened earlier in the season. Certainly uh, not the Cleveland Browns if they find a way to sneak into the playoffs as a wild card late in the year. Alex, what do you attribute the offensive woe to? Like, like how has that come about? Because early in the season, it was just like they turn the ball over way too much. Everybody's dropping the ball. And then, like, yeah. I, I kept betting them every single week. Like, okay, yeah. eventually they're going to catch the ball. Like, they're not just going to – Tariq Hill's not going to continue to just hit it off his chest plate and be that version of himself, but it continues to go on and on. And then even when they're not turning the ball over, what happened to the 40 and the 50-point 50 50 games? Like, I know a lot of teams are running the cover two shell, but, like, this is still one of the best offenses. 
offensive minds in Andy Reid and also Pat Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen in this offense. They have weapons. They still have Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey. Like, what is happening with this offense to where they're just not producing against teams that aren't named the Las Vegas Raiders? You hit on a few of the things there. One At one point, it seemed like just bad luck for Kansas City, but it's continued and it's continued. And you know, there's, there's some of that that has gone on where Patrick Mahomes, I believe, has nine of his interceptions are deemed you know not turnover-worthy throws if you look at the, the pro football focus grades. And so there's still some of that, but it's the lack of a third option. I mean, Sammy Watkins was more impactful than I think we even realized here yeah. in Kansas City. Now, he wasn't always available. Baltimore's finding that out uh, again this season, unfortunately, with his injury history. But a true third wide receiver that can be a possession type of wide receiver. I mean, that, that's clearly going to be one of the number one focuses for this team in the offseason, either through the draft or through free agency, because that that has really impacted their ability to get the deep shot and have the deep plays. That is something that this offense w- was built around for the most part, and there just have not been throughout this season all that many deep plays. Even last week in Kansas City's win against the Raiders, everybody here was like just excited that there was a 40-yard pass completed to McCole Hardman. That would have been like no big deal a year or two or right. three years ago. Another day but the now it, those are Kareem yeah, Hunt those would are be nice, and, too. Yeah. Yeah, no question. I mean, look, that was when the Chiefs' offense was at their best in 2018. You, you're absolutely right. And that, everybody thought maybe Clyde Edwards-Alaire when he was drafted a year ago or even this year that, okay, th- that's the guy that can all of a sudden get back to that, that 2018 level. And, and, and that was reasonable to think, hey, look, the offensive line was the problem in the Super Bowl last year. Just fix the O-line and all will be well. They fixed the O-line. People are happy with what they've done with the interior of the offensive line. But that, that wasn't the only problem. I think that was something that was misleading to everybody after that Super Bowl loss to the Bucks. is that, oh, they just need the O-line fix. That's, yeah. that's the only issue. And clearly, uh, it's, it's a little bit more than Big that. Not to mention, yeah, not to mention, guys, just Patrick Mahomes at times has – we know he's not average, right? But he's, he's played average at, at times this season, and that's been a huge issue. Yeah, do you think that a lot of that has to do – like when I watch him, though, man, like – He's just missing throws that we've Sloppy seen him too. make, you know, and, and I get like the, the deep balls that there. And, and even if you watched Aaron Rodgers like week one, weeks one through five, anybody like besides Tom Brady and then Joe Burrow, like the first six weeks was great with the deep ball. And then I don't know what the hell's happened there besides the injury. But what's wrong with Mahomes right now? It seems mental almost. Yeah, that was a discussion for a while. I mean, I think some of it's been masked during the six game winning streak, although the defense to me has been the biggest reason for that. I think you guys would agree the defensive yeah. adjustment. But for, for Patrick Mahomes, yeah, there, I think some of it was frustration and, and mental earlier, probably back up about seven or eight weeks ago. He even acknowledged it a little bit, not willing to trust the defense because for a while there was no reason to trust the defense. He knew that if they punted the football, if he didn't try to make that crazy play that typically he had been able to convert the prior year or two, that, all right, my defense is going to give up a score. We're going to be in the hole early and we're done. So on this third down, I'm going to go ahead and make this crazy throw. And this year they resulted in interceptions. I think what has happened in terms of some of the turnovers being cut down at least a little bit, while it hasn't led to a bunch of touchdown passes, is he's trusted his defense, so he hasn't taken the riskier throws, which is why tonight's fascinating, because I don't think he can rely on that defense. So you need to see a little bit more of that that gunslinger vintage Patrick Mahomes. The question tonight is, all right, are those drops that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are towards the top of the league in, are are those going to continue tonight? You talk about the defense coming around. One of the big things that – I think surprised me is how the hell you guys ended up getting Melvin Ingram. Like, yeah. I just don't understand it. Like, you you gone to the Super Bowl twice in a row. How are you so high on the waiver wire? I just don't get it. Like, how how has this happened? And, like, has he done more than you guys have expected? And what should we expect from him tonight without Chris Jones? 
Yeah, no question. I, we had the exact same conversation today that this sixth round draft pick that Chiefs gave up to the Steelers for, for Melvin Ingram. Like, what on, what were the Steelers thinking at that point in time, trading him to, you know, another AFC contender, first of all, for a six-round draft pick? Because Melvin Ingram was someone everybody in Kansas City wanted in the offseason, guys. He, he came to KC for a visit. For whatever reason, they weren't able to get a deal done because people here realized they needed some pass rusher help. Melvin Ingram was an option. Didn't happen. People were bummed out, and you kind of moved on past that. But he, from the get-go, has been so impactful for Kansas City, and it's coincided with Chris Jones moving back to the inside. They yeah. went through this experiment to have, you know, him play defensive end. That was disastrous. Chris Jones had the wrist injury and everything like that as well. And Melvin Ingram make, made an impact instantly and also early in games. We'll be interested to see if it happens again tonight. But if you go back and look at the, the five or six games that Melvin Ingram has played in Kansas City, the first possession and second possession of the game, like it doesn't take him any time to have an impact on the game. He gets his hurries and pressures on the quarterback on the first three downs of the game. I'll, I'll be interested here in a couple minutes uh, against Justin Herbert if he's able to do that. But they need him to step up and Frank Clark. That's the key tonight, guys, on the defensive end. It's Frank Clark and, and it's Melvin Ingram. If with Rashawn Slater out, I do think there's an opportunity on the edge for Kansas City to, to have some effectiveness because it is going to be tough to get any inside pressure uh, without Chris Jones there as I don't think you can rely too much on, on Jaron Reed without Chris Jones next to him to get that pressure. So this, to me, is a Melvin Ingram and a Frank Clark game if the Chiefs are going to get pressure on Herbert. Alex, you've given us a lot of great insight, but before we get, to get you out of here, 20 seconds. What's the final score of this game and who wins? Yeah, 38-28 Kansas City. I like Kansas City to cover the spread here because I do believe the offense steps up in this big-time moment. I think we see a little bit of a vintage Patrick Mahomes performance. The Chiefs' defense not going to be able to do what they had done the last couple weeks holding teams under 10 or under 17. So I think the Chargers will be able to move the ball. But let's not forget in the first matchup, Kansas City had the ball tied at 24, driving late, had their fourth turnover. That's what led the Chargers to a victory. So if Kansas City can cut those turnovers down, even if it's one or two, I think it's enough to win tonight. We're taking the alternate line. So Kansas City like minus it. nine minus in nine the, in the yep, over. Right. And I was playing the under until Alex said 38-28. Now yeah. I got to rethink things. Thank you, Alex, for joining the show. That is Alex Gold on Twitter, at Alex Gold.